summer is all about grilling, and no one understands grilling better than Omaha Steaks. Their Grand Summer Grill-Out Package lets you stay home and eat like you're at the best steakhouse in town, all for much less. They've got bacon-wrapped filet mignon, pork chops, chicken, kielbasa, and more, all delivered to your door with ease. And right now, Omaha Steaks is offering an exclusive deal on this amazing package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code LIBERAL into the search bar, and for this week only, Omaha Steaks will add four burgers and four gourmet jumbo franks free with your order. Omaha Steaks delivers quality and safety with every order guaranteed. Your order will arrive flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and safely delivered to your door in a cooler with dry ice. Go to omahasteaks.com, type LIBERAL in the search bar, and order the grand summer grill out package for this week only you'll receive four jumbo franks and four omaha steaks burgers free to complete your steakhouse experience omahasteaks.com intercode liberal in the search bar i have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble standing up and speaking out here's hal sparks welcome to the show everybody so it it's another one of those hundred year weeks one of those things where that you know and there's this sort of the 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 concept oh my thank you my 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 lady brought me my shoes talking about it um um welcome back uh, welcome to the show everybody those of you that uh uh, join us every saturday here on wcpt radio chicago's progressive talk um we appreciate you being with us and it you know, I, I used to do this show only, you know, once a week, and now I'm live streaming every day since the beginning of the the the, the pandemic where everything was planned. Um, and I'm getting so used to it that I, I almost forget the length of time that used to happen between the shows. It, it was sort of a quickening, like every Saturday was upon me before I even knew it. You know, I was like, oh, it's Saturday again already. We have a show. And now yeah. since I'm doing it every day, it actually feels like Saturdays are further apart in some ways. Because so much is happening. Much happens, yeah. Between the, you know, between the two Saturdays, like, and this week is obviously no different. We've got the president tweeting about delaying the election and banning TikTok, as mentioned, as he's, you know, going out the door. All, by the way, distraction seedlings from the fact that, you know, Ghislaine Maxwell is dropping evidence and the attorney that Trump chose to represent him an impeachment uh, is mentioned in said documents repeatedly. And it does not to, look good for Dershowitz. Yeah, and has, oh God, and has gone on Tucker Carlson, which is appropriate, I suppose, to yeah. beg his case and say that, um, and in his defense, as if we don't understand how lawyers talk, that every woman, er, er, that he's only had sex with one woman, uh, since he's known Jeffrey Epstein, meaning his wife. Understand, and I think we all have the lawyerly understanding. We're, we're all hip now in a way that yeah. might not have been in 1955. That when you say, I've only had sex with one woman, that could very possibly be because everyone else you had sex with was not legally a woman yet. Yeah. And I don't know how anybody misses that. Uh, if it, if indeed that they are. So, um, good morning, chat room, and welcome, listeners. And I'm so glad to be here with you in this, the, the tail end of another dis- dirty, disgusting week. Now, we have um, major progress being made worldwide on this disease since it came into public knowledge in 
late November, early December. And the reason I say that, and not the January timeline that is often favored when people talk about this, is because listeners of this show will recognize that over the Christmas break, when I was doing the show from my parents' house, visiting for the holidays, I was talking about this illness that was spreading like wildfire in China that they had not yet named COVID-19, but would go on to name it that because of the year it was discovered. And that the the Chinese government would um, go on to put the the genetic structure of the disease online by mid-January, early January, because they knew it was burning out of control. And Europe especially and America might want to know how to fight it since we're their biggest buyers. One of the Hmm. things that you have when you have a trade deficit with another country is 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 sort of a mutual assured destruction through trade and being able to sustain your societies. Because if you buy very little from a country that buys a lot from you, if something happens to that country, especially the destruction of their economy or the killing of a lot of their people, they're not going to be buying a lot of those, you know, kind of extra ancillary. You're going to make do with that one blanket that you could just wash a few more times. You're, you're going to make your t-shirts and your shoes go a little longer, right? So yep. from, a, from a bioweapon standpoint, which is, seems to be Trump's current um, problem or, or uh, accusation with, uh, with China, um, you know, because there is no other way to, to read this when he is actually saying, uh, you know, they could have stopped it, they should have stopped it, but they chose not to stop it. There is no other way to interpret that other than the insinuation that it was a bioweapon and that they meant to wreck the economy and therefore his chances at the presidency. This is, this is, and they're going to ratchet, ratchet this up. Yesterday, Trump said, Trump said for the first time, like, China should pay a heavy price. He's hinted at maybe they're going to pay for this. Maybe, maybe. Um, oh, my God, Hal Vickery, thank you so much. And uh, and all the folks who are jumping in with the, the super hearts. And I am now, get ready for it, a super broadcaster on Periscope. I have crossed the threshold oh, that's awesome. into being able to fully moderate and take advantage of all the other things so I can broom out the neo-Nazis and QAnons. Your days are numbered. You're going to have to run to Facebook like all the other crazy people. But Trump's assertion that China, quote, will pay a price for this, that they should pay a price for this, that they did this on purpose, it, the insinuation that they did this on purpose, when they could have stopped it. You'll hear this. They could have stopped it. This is his constant thing. They could have stopped it cold. They could have stopped it so quickly and so easily. He loves so quickly and so easily is this exaggeration of how, it, which in many ways, by the way, if that were the case, why did not why did he not stop it in washington state the argument clearly is that if the chinese could stop it so easily in wuhan when they were welding people into their own apartments snatching people off the street and throwing them into dog kennel uh cubes and and to be to never be seen again in some cases if they're doing all that they're setting up blockades they're literally enforcing a rule where you could not leave Wuhan or even eventually the the Hebei province. Um, 
doing all that, and I'm I'm gonna fix the skipping in just a minute, guys. I apologize about the lagging situation on uh, on the stream. Uh, I will work on that in just a moment. That with the Chinese doing all of that, Trump still wants you to believe that they could have stopped this. There are more they could have done, and that not only could they have done more, but they probably let it into our country on purpose. Now, the, the devil's advocate argument in that situation is not that they could have controlled it, they bombed us with it, but that it was raging out of control in their country, they recognized it was going to be devastating, and they stopped worrying about it going to other countries and affecting their economies, because if we're going to get affected, everybody gets affected. That's the, that's the lazy, nihilistic, and when it comes to the, the CCP, not out of the question as a behavioral pattern. If you look at how building codes, for example, in China, there's, there's a lot of reason for those kind of thoughts. But the idea that they bombed us with a bioweapon um, has two elements to it that I would like to address. One is, if that is the case, then Donald Trump was president during the biggest bioweapon attack in the history of the United States, <laughs> and he failed the test miserably. Not only did he not see it coming and uh, was distracted by a trade deal they were offering him in a very Chamberlain-esque way, the ink wasn't even dry. If this is your argument, I got then you got to hear the other side of your, your own argument. That, that, you know, he was president during the largest bio attack on the United States that has so far killed somewhere in the order of 150,000 plus people, 170 if, or, or higher if you know the 23% underreported number that just come out. So uh, he was president when that happened. He not only didn't see it coming, but since it happened in the beginning, he defended China for a month and a half during, the po during getting his trade deal done said they were being transparent, saying he had a personal relationship with a leader. He trusted them. And again, this is on the premise that he has presented. Um, and since coming around that there might be something either nefarious or incompetent that caused the disease to come from China to get him so angry that he calls it the China flu and all those kind of things. In the process of, of that, in that period of time, he has effectively a, attacked every attempt by his own government to mitigate the effects of a bio attack, which would be the effect of grounding all planes uh, on that would fire back on, take Pearl Harbor, mm -hmm. or um, standing down the FBI in the wake of 9 11. It would be on the it would be the equivalent of doing something like that. And so I don't know what why he thinks that's an argument. I do not understand why he believes that somehow that makes his case better. And I have a chip on my shoulder about people who can't even do selfish right. Like who doesn't know how like 
He does it wrong every single time. He he, yes. he really wants to have it both ways because he wants to blame somebody else, but then appear like he's in control. And you right. simply can't do both. Yes. And have both ring true. No, you cannot. Oh my God, Gonzo with the super chat, killing it. And I'm uh, I'm going to uh, restart my stream, guys, with a brand new stream just to clear out the um, clean it up during the break. So we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back on the radio uh, as normal, but on the stream, I'm going to reload it uh, just so we can hopefully get a cleaner feed. Um, you guys are wonderful. So you might have to look for a new um, feed or not. We'll see. I'll, we'll, we'll send out a big signal flare. We'll be back right after this. You know what I hate? When your social media pops up with a summer vacation pic from like five years ago, and it's great memories, but you're like, ugh, when did the wrinkles and the bags around the eyes show up? Delete, delete. Well, not this summer. Let's say no more pop-up pics with deep wrinkles, fine lines, and bags under the eyes. And I'm not talking about surgery. I'm talking about Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags all in the comfort of your home in minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody will know your secret. I tried it, and I look like me, just younger, healthier, and better rested. The results will blow you away. Get Plexiderm and love how you look and feel this summer in the mirror, and in photos. Go to TryPlexiderm.com and use the code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention VOICES. Again, visit TryPlexiderm.com and use code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle plus an additional $10 off. Or try a $14.95 trial pack when you use code VOICES. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Okay, so I think I know what the issue is on the stream, guys. Um, and I think it might be on restreams and not on my end. It's not my software that's choppy. It's what's going out and spread the thing that I use to disseminate to everyone. So I might, uh, um, it might catch up, but if it does not, I will fix it during the next break, and we will go just to YouTube. So go to infotainmentwars.com if you want to join us there, um, and you'll need to re-smash. And until then, you'll have to enjoy a series of stills of me, like a flip book <laughs> going by. Um, hopefully, the audio is reasonable. Um, and and bless you guys in the uh, in the chat for for the super chats right away. We had uh, Benny Loco reminding everybody to give a, a thumbs up and and uh, um, the, let's see, and Gonzo just knocking it out of the park this morning. Holy smokes. And Hal Vickery, bless you. Thank you, sir. Um, and, and yes, the, the dragging, the dragging, uh, uh you know, the lag on there is, uh, the dragging not, and the lagging and, and the, the dragging and the flagging and the boy the the drag. The stills that come from my face when I'm doing that voice. The oh yeah. And <laughs> the boy. The um, yeah, I was going through my uh, my old phone stuff, like my old camera roll, and there's a picture of you on a banana phone looking super sincere. <laughs> like, it's like a screenshot from one of these things, and you're like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I try to, I, you know, even in my insincerity, I try to be sincere. Exactly. What, even, even, I mean, isn't that what comedy is? If I, pretty much. Sincere insincerity. 
Yeah. And uh, we will. So I'm going to switch software, uh, everybody on the stream, just because I think it that's my other batten down the hatch that I can possibly do. So I will check. Um, and just uh, don't worry. Uh, if you'll be able to find me, go to infotainmentwars.com or your regular links, and we'll be back up in a second. And everybody on the radio, just keep listening. That's the, yeah. that's the great thing about hey. terrestrial radio. It's fun. So there have been worldwide um apparently the the china plague which is um you know attacking the entire world is in essence um according to trump and his cronies um an attack on the world by china that they're going to have to pay for now uh in the indemnity world where you know we have things in our society like um <laughs> um, we have things in our society like um, depraved indifference or involuntary manslaughter. It's not outside the concept that people understand that if you you did have some way to grip and maintain on a disease as horrifying as this, then perhaps, just perhaps, um, maybe take a little more care next time. And in, in so doing, you may find that... Uh, you have a um, the the rest of the world will be will ease themselves into doing business with you again a lot quicker. You know, it's uh, if 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 you contract a social disease from a former lover, there's there's less pining for you know you you get removed from the book of exes that gets called after a relationship. Uh, you know, ends, you know, no matter how sweet it seemed at the time, you know, that, that scar is going to be there, not figuratively, but maybe later. But the point is that in the case of, um, I mean, where we're dealing with something of this magnitude that is ongoing, that was a novel coronavirus that had a lot of different elements of it going all at once. There were you know, early beliefs about it were that it was an uh, an ILI, an influenza-like illness. That's the you know that that was the that's the phrase. And Dr. Burks loves using that phrase uh, regularly. She still she still uses that phrase. It turns out, according to the Vanity Fair article that came out, that let us know that Jared Kushner's um, bro squad of, um, you know, to, that was tasking themselves to fight the pandemic, by the way, by ordering Chinese tests through a Middle Eastern buyer that bounced through Pakistan, um, where I'm, I have no doubt everyone got their cut in that process, that Jared Kushner arranged, that the bill came due and the the seller in the Middle East that supplied the United States with the early Chinese tests that we had, that if you'll recall the complaints about the CDC, did not work. Remember the, te the story about we had a bunch of tests in the beginning and they just didn't work? Yeah, These there was like 50-50. Yeah. Well, the 50-50 ones are the Abbott Labs. That's now. These oh, were, sorry. These were all contaminated and had to be thrown out. They showed up, they did tests on people, and they could not tell any kind of result from them because they were all effectively wrecked. They were effectively um, 
in this, you know, in this circumstance, they were all kind of, well, the, the reagents and the supplies within them were supposed to be kept cold, not frozen and not left heated. And in, and in Kushner's wisdom, he decided if, if that's the case, then why not ship them from China through the Middle East uh, to the United States? Um, all, all the while, not contracting it through proper channels in the government and just sending an invoice for Oopsies. something in the order of $53 million for these tests. And uh, Joyce in our chat says, uh, v- Biden VP pick will be great. Everyone calm down. I, en- I enjoy your thought process there, Joyce, and I agree. And uh, we will be addressing that later in the show. Do we know yet? Um, no, we do not. We kind of know, but we don't know. I have my own theories about it. And I, I, you know, you know me, I love entertaining my Machiavellian side. I love, uh, okay. You idiot. Yeah. Shut up, you moron. No, so I, <laughs> not your, not Malkovichian side. That's different. Oh, okay. That's Machiavellian totally different. means like, what's the most, you know, cruel and dismissive and cold-blooded solution you can come up with to a problem just it's who cares what the means are to the end right yes um okay so johnny's very loud and i'm very quiet and i will fix that okay um on the on the new mics because i bounced everybody around and uh anyways so in the course of this um there is a i i look at these things and i go okay what if you what if you had a nefarious goal in this you know, you it would it would behoove you in a situation. Say thank you, Wes. There, where a it would it makes sense that you're in the middle of a trade deal with a with a country that does not share the same governmental philosophy as you. There are literally over the course of decades trillions of dollars on the line. People have been murdered. For $45 for the change they had in their pocket for their phone. Yep. So when you're talking about trillions, what what steps would you go to to solve that? To to you know, what what steps would you go to get a leg up in that? That in very that very well, again, most Machiavellian version I can come up with would benefit your people long term. What if, you know, how many times in history has, have somebody, what happens if we kill this one person, millions of people? This, I mean, this is not mm-hmm. uncommon. This is the, you know, in many ways, this is a uh, reasonable thought that societies have had and struggled with forever. Look at the end of Braveheart, where they sacrifice him effectively to try and achieve a peace. Which you know, totally worked out. But in that, um, the it, the essence of those kind of decisions—that's when you mean well. Mm-hmm. When you, what if you don't mean well? What if you know or you believe that this the the ethnic safety of your own people and the and the superiority of your own country is important to you enough to? give you reason to wipe out an entire system of government that might affect it. 
is is in fact could you be in this in the in fact in a situation where the chinese government is effectively doing with democracy what the spanish inquisition had to do with heretics in and outside their own country after a while you purge the um um after a while you you know you purge the uh people the heretics from your own country and then you start thinking about maybe we need to start venturing out and make sure that they don't see the other grounds. Yep. Okay. This is the this is how if you look at history from multiple angles, why you know these strategies, these situations have. Um, but you, you start to understand why maybe the leader was evil or the le- the circumstance was evil, but why the people bought into it was a much broader multi-angled thing um and it's and again i've mentioned before we got to take a break um but like um while no fan of uh the accusations uh you know uh, the actions that got him accused of certain things roman polanski's real name isn't roman polanski roman polanski is a polish jew who grew up uh at the tail end of world war ii um and his parents were killed by the nazis and he chose Mm -hmm. the name Roman son of Poland, Polanski scheme in Polish means you're the son of Roman Polanski meant I'm a Roman son of Poland. Going back to the Germanic hordes own the land versus the Roman, uh, the, the Romanic hordes owning the land, which was Hitler saying the Germanic hordes actually own it. And the Polish saying, no, the Romans moved up here. We're part of that long line and lineage that was going on for centuries. And in the context of that, you know, it's that's why history is fascinating. That's why history is full of humans and not statues. <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be back. Um, but I want to talk about how, you know, we are failing our own citizenry because of a mix of those things, because of a mix of craziness and Machiavellian. Uh, you can't save everybody. You know, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. And some people deserve to go mentalities because we are the most intellectually and philosophically diverse country on the planet. And people need to get used to the idea. And I'm talking to you, Portland, put the rocks down and get used to the idea that you share a country that is unique in its diversity of thought. As uncomfortable as that is, part of Europe and the UK's problem is they keep trying to be us. You ain't us. Get your 23 and me. You might find British or Irish or Scottish or German or French. You know what you're not going to find? American. This is no such thing. America is an ideal that everyone is welcome to share in. And it's unique for that very reason. We'll be back. Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Okay. <laughs> now we're I was back. I'm actually blown away by our laissez-faire broadcasting. Yeah, no, uh, Johnny uh, can't hear the, the Chicago side of things yet. I'm not letting him. Um, it's not because I, I had technical difficulties. It's just he hasn't earned it today. It's um, just fun. That's what it is. So um, in the process of... I think all of these situations, um, I tend to try and look at 
what what what's the worst possible scenario here? What what could be the most nefarious person to the most incompetent person to the person who means well but is actually doing horrible things to the person who means well and is actually being effective? These are the four people that in any complex circumstance you will encounter. And if you do not expect to encounter one of these four people, you will only encounter the uh, two of them, the villain who doesn't want you to succeed and the, the inept idiot who you think is your friend who is completely incompetent. Welcome to who is left in the Trump administration. Yeah. That's it. That's that whole crowd. So in, you know, in the case of you know, Jared Kushner's little bro squad or Trump himself and uh, the Fauci Burks infomercial back and forth that's going on. Now, Karen, I noticed that uh, you've said that, you know, you don't really have a problem with uh, crow's feet, but one of the things you worry about is that little crease between your eyes. What does that even have a name? Well, this cream will deal with both of them. You know, like, like the, the devil's advocacy concept of going back and forth between the two of them. And it turns out that, uh, according to Vanity Fair, Dr. Burks is not only the, she, well, she may not be, I don't, I don't know for sure, that she is the root of, Oof. you know, the, the, the she's, she's not the baseline where he found out or believe, started the belief that it will just fade away. That whole idea, that it will just fade away. You keep hearing him say that even now. She may be the reason why he continues to say it and why he has sidelined Fauci and stuck to Dr. Burks. Dr. Burks, who famously um, grinned uncomfortably and nodded as he went, maybe there's a way to get disinfectant in the body. Um, as if, by the way, I run up every time this comes across, it seems impossible that we that this was an actual thing. And that's why he claimed it was sarcastic and he was joking. And then immediately on his way to a helicopter said, oh, no, I wasn't joking. It could the whole I'm just saying, if you could get a light bulb up somebody's in somebody's rectum, we might be able to solve this. But mm. the disinfectant, you do realize that when there's the body has an infection, we doctors treat it. But they don't treat it with disinfectant. They treat the infection with antivirals. With very bright light. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, like like I don't know, like the gleam in Pence's eye. And so, um, if we could find a way to get that inside the body. Um, but it, but in all honesty, like let's let's look at this situation from a brand new epidemiological standpoint in December, November, January, that crowd, when people are starting to ratchet up and figure this out and how quickly they, it, they were able to establish its contagion level and its death rate if unchecked and the mitigatory needs to quell it pretty darn quickly. Even though it does not match the ILIs, even though it is in many ways a, a blood coagulation issue as a disease, that it does not even seek to kill everyone that carries it. It would rather be parasitically dropped off at the next bus stop for the place it's really looking to go. 
And the asymptomatic carry of it means that it's a much more resilient and contagious disease. This was all known in January. The Chinese were waking up to this, as was the WHO, in December. I, on this very radio show, was telling you over Christmas break, this is scary, it's awful, it's contagious, there is no way it doesn't come here because we are the economic and cultural center point of Earth. There are no countries that diverse like we diverse. They just don't happen. They, they can act like it. And the ones that are even close have 23 million people in them. Or, are, or, or, or five, like, or three, like the Caymans. Lots of different cultures come here to hide their drug money and ol oligarch cash. But they pretty much have dinner um, uh, and split. But I was going to go down a road, but I'm not going to. We got to stay on target as much as possible. But over the, we knew it was coming to this country. And I was saying, cough into your arm and sneeze into your elbow, you know, clean common surfaces, wear a mask if you're sick, don't go out if you have symptoms. And this was with what little I knew about the asymptomatic spread of it at the time. I just, you know, I thought it had an ILI like, uh, symptom spread largely because I don't have access to the CDC, the NIH, and the WHO's documentation on it. And you Everybody, were just like going on context flows. Yes, just common sense. Yeah. And you could tell by how the Chinese were reacting to it that it was a problem. Yep. You can tell by the noises in the next room what kind of arguments going on. You can, you know, you might go, oh, what was that noise? Was that a fight? Um, oh, oh. And yeah, and you know, um, <laughs> I can't read your mug, uh, Johnny. You'll have to read it out loud. Get it? <laughs> I don't get a chance to because it's the Thank first you. one so bad. The um, the point I'm trying to make is is that in a circumstance like this, where there are rolling, where the where science is catching up to the reality, that there are preconceived notions that might inform what you're doing, but you have to check those things to make sure that you're right, so that you don't mistakenly create a solution that's worse than the problem. That's the, you know, the, the um, cure that's worse than the problem mix up that Trump always makes with that phrase. It's, you don't want a cure that's worse than the disease is what he means. He just mixes metaphors uh, or eliminates the metaphor halfway through. I don't know how you describe it. But the point is, I knew enough about this for the mitigatory factors that would limit its spread in December of last year. I did. And everything I said about that still works now. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like it's still the best practice. And I knew this yeah. in December. And I was Zoltan in Dude Where's My Car. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 yeah. My, um, my graduation was from Nutrier was held in abate until I to make sure I behaved the rest of the year. <laughs> it can confirm. Yeah, I was a troublemaker, and and as many troublemakers who survive will tell you, you start to care more about the long term effects of the things you see happening around you, and you know the the damage that's coming where other people may not. And in this particular case, I knew. 
first of all, that's why it's called COVID-19, because it's 2019, that they, they chart these by but when they first what about the first 18? Why didn't we hear about the... <laughs> that is my favorite thing. Who said that? Like his Preparations former... A through G were a complete failure. That's know? right. <laughs> but now we have a working prototype we would like to call Preparation H. Yeah. So... Oh my God, preparation G sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. It sounds way more painful. But yeah, um, but you know, hemorrhoids only starts with a G in some countries. The point I'm trying to make, and we got to take another break. Holy smokes, we're all this. Is that if you are listening to the sound of my voice, and you expect at any point to be to need to make a complex decision that involves more than just your credit score next month. You are going to run into the four pillars of uh, of decision, which is uh, the completely evil decision that cares about no one's worth but my own, the partial, uh, you know, I can't save everybody and this is the best I can do. And I, you know, if I don't act, I think I might hurt more people. So I've got to make a bad decision. The, I think I'm doing the right thing, but it's actually going to turn out worse because I went too far ahead, see AB5 in California. And um, and the I mean very well, and I have a really good idea. This is the spectrum of of decision points. The White House has just got the the first two right now, and we know this from uh, Kushner's own you know bro farm, which was made up entirely of fifty percent. You can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. And 50%, if we wait this out, it might kill the people that we want to get rid of anyways. We'll be back right after this. We all know that the Clean Phone Pro with its powerful UV lights kills bacteria and viruses that live on your cell phone, car and house keys, credit cards, earbuds, face masks, and more. But what happens when you're driving to the store, you reach for your face mask and realize you wore it yesterday? (sighs) Now you can sanitize that mask in under five minutes in your car because the Clean Phone Pro now ships with a powerful car plug adapter included in the package. So whether you're keeping safe at home or have to go out, you can have the benefits of the Clean Phone Pro with you and sanitize those constantly touched items anywhere, at home, in the car, or at the office. Get the Clean Phone Pro now with a car plug adapter. Add the code SEXYLIBERAL, all one word, at checkout, and you'll get free two-day shipping. Only you can defend yourself and your family from bacteria and virus. Get the new Clean Phone Pro package. Get KN95 masks and get free two-day shipping by adding the code SEXYLIBERAL. Go to the newdealshop.com. You're listening to House Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. We have a bunch of callers on the line, and since we can hear them and everything seems to be working smoothly, I'm going to give it, I'm going to attempt to uh, interact with them. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it goes well. Uh, mind your manners, keep your point uh, tight, and uh, we'll have a nice discussion. Uh, who do we have first, Devin? First, we got Brian from Chicago. Excellent. Hey, Brian, welcome. Thank you, Al. Good you there, morning. Brian. Um, yeah. Good morning. Yes, I am. Okay. I just want to ask, and I, I don't get a straight answer from the people that I ask, why would China inflict this virus on one of its largest uh, economic customers? Right. Why would they crash our economy? Or uh, wait, I'll go. I'll go even further on all Please. of them. Uh huh. Like I mean, nobody. You don't have to go any further than playing Marco Polo in a pool to understand that 
Italy and China have had a long and storied relationship of who started noodles and and the back and forth um, between the two of them. They have been, you know, economic Silk Road partners forever. And in the reemergence, China was just about to launch the new Silk Road. So I'll tell you what, I will even I will double what you're saying. I would say that there is argument that Russia and uh, perhaps India would have reason economically to stifle China's new Silk Road initiative by spreading a pandemic and making giving China a bad name and ruining their chance of doing it. Like that's that that has as much logic, if not more so. I don't think it's true. But my point is that has as much possibility and makes more strategic sense than, yeah, China, right as they're about to sign a trade deal with one of their partners and and expand their partnership throughout Africa and everyone else, suddenly starts releasing a virus, by the way, that affects black people more frequently. Unless we're just going to believe that they they've got the inoculation and they're just going to kill off the rest of the world and that this is the greatest act of genocide in history. Um, which is next level. Yeah, but the idea that it would be an economic, you know, an attack to for their like they're economically sound right now and they can just go ahead and wipe out the rest of the world is says more about the thinker than it does about them. Okay, good. I thought so maybe it was just yeah. me. No, it's not just you. It's a ridiculous <laughs> it's a ridiculous notion to kill your customers, you know. It's it doesn't it you know, and by the way, you know who's waking up to that right now? Donald John Trump. Because the reason he started wearing a mask and changing his tone and all that nonsense is because the disease is now hitting the red states and it's killing his yeah. voters. And he was down a point in Texas because people are dying there. And it's going to get yeah. worse because they're still not taking it seriously. And he's looking at the election oh, yeah. and he's recognizing that two. OK, there was a poll this week that that was, was about before or after Herman Cain. Yeah, this is it. It had nothing to do with her. Okay, this was about poll. This was about mail-in voting. It was a poll of voters. Do you support or or do you like mail-in voting? Meaning you doing it yourself. And this eighty-eight percent of Biden's voters said, especially in the context of COVID, hell yes. Of course, everybody should be able to mail in their vote. You know, if you're too old or you, you like it. And for the right reasons, the ADA, you know, the American Disabilities, Americans with Disabilities Act, um, people who work, um, it extends voting. You don't have to go to a polling place. You can actually mail your vote in. It can be verified. If it doesn't match up and there's any kind of shenanigans, it can be thrown out. A lot of votes get thrown out rather than taken. There are fewer votes accepted when mail-in voting happens in mass than more votes happening, by the way. Um, you don't see extra votes occurring. But the 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 genuine aspect of mail-in voting, like Biden voters and Democrats are like, yeah, mail-in voting is great. I, I like voting in person, but I totally support it. Like 88%. Trump's voters are 76%, I think it was 76 or 72% against mail-in voting, meaning they don't want to do it themselves and they don't think other people should do it. So what are they telling their friends who can't go out or won't go out? When we get closer to the election, if there's a swell in this disease like everyone and Fauci expects there to be, and along with the flu, so people have are symptomatically ill 
and also worried they may also have COVID and stay in or be afraid that they're going to spread the flu and COVID because a, a, you only have a disease you can see on the right side, apparently. Um, henceforth, the spread of AIDS for nearly a decade before we started getting a handle on that. The Trump voters are the ones that aren't going to show up. Trump voters are the ones that aren't going to actually vote by mail. They're, I mean, they're the ones with the Agenda 21 UN. This is all fake. They want to track me. I don't want to do the census. I can't register a gun. Of course, they're not going to want to do mail-in voting. It's, and that's his problem. It's not that mm -hmm. mail-in voting is uh, ripe with fraud or is particularly problematic. And whenever there's like seven cases of mail-in fraud, and most of them are like Trump registering to vote in a, a in a place you have no residence in, yep. and and mo like who uh, Ann Coulter, uh, Kellyanne Conway, Hope Hicks, Trump himself, like all uh, Pence. Pence is still registered at the governor's mansion in Indiana. What are you talking about? All it's all happened. The voter fraud is happening inside the house. <laughs> But the reason he's not against it is not because there's rampant voter fraud or that there's a bunch of fake votes or dead people are filling out their ballots or their parents are filling out ballots for people who are dead. Because by the time that ballot arrives in the mail, the updated voter roll that the person checking them off at the on the on election day has eliminated the dead people. And so your ballot, if you have the same name as a dead person on the old ones, they would just throw it out. Now they have a UPC symbol for you in the same way we have social security numbers so that it doesn't get thrown out. They go, okay, that's not, that's not, that's not the same Johnny Million. There's two Johnny Millions. This Johnny Million was, a you know, was 107 and, uh -huh. uh, you know, yeah. And he, he, he passed away, but this one's still alive, but there's a number underneath each of these. We're not even looking at the names right now. We're looking at their ballot number. And making sure they match up. Because we live in 2020. Mm -hmm. All everybody wants to do it this way, and everybody is doing it this way. There's like this, this isn't purple thumbs in Iraq. This isn't pieces of ballot stuffing in Russia. He wishes it was. So the Trump is recognizing that you can't kill your base. That's why he's wearing a mask all of a sudden. That's it. They were under the illusion this was going to be a blue state problem. They could blame the untalented governors. Some governors are more talented. Some places are poorly run. Who are poorly run? Democratic cities. It's this, it, it didn't work for COVID because they recognize it's spreading. So now they're using that playbook with the violence in the streets, which is largely being fomented by outsider protests themselves. So right. this is, I mean... It's a, it's a it's an excellent point, and the Chinese uh, know this, and certainly Trump is now waking up, perhaps, to the fact that you don't want to kill off your base by telling them don't wear a mask for a long time, and then all of a sudden wonder why the case rates and the hospitals and the ICUs are full in places where you were counting on a lot of voters. I mean, this is a guy who needs to win Florida and whose favorite network was Fox up until OAN was born. Mm -hmm. And Fox's viewership is, is the comorbidity crowd. <laughs> Honest to God.
their entire viewership is aging. They've always had that problem. Getting newer young conservatives interested in the channel was an impossibility. And they're all, by the way, at OAN or on YouTube. They don't care about Fox. No. Fox's old viewers are going to die, and so are tons of people in Florida, a state he needs to win, because he was like, well, if you want to wear a mask, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I think you know some people feel like in Biden wearing a mask, I think that was just pandering, and I don't know that I would, and I don't know if I have to. I mean, I have one, but I don't think I... That All that stuff, that killed people. And now he nope. recognizes killing his people. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yeah. Hey. Um, by the way, the happy ending is um, we're at 322 Patreon supporters on our site. We're looking for 500, but we've uh, like the growth in there has been fantastic, and I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate it. And uh, Summer, Summer and I are planning a surprise for you guys end of the month for the next month going out, and it's going to take some organizing. She's going to help me with that, which is really helpful. And uh, it's it'll it'll be really cool so i appreciate you guys and i want to make sure you guys know that and stay safe if you um want to support the show you can do it in multiple ways you can go to paypal.me slash sparks and just donate that's easy that's awesome mm -hmm. thank you jill a bunch of people have uh you know done that a little bit and it's nice and then of course you can become a patreon supporter at patreon.com slash sparks um or you can uh subscribe on twitch um twitch.tv slash sparks which is where i also game when i have time for it um you can uh, a subscription there is only through uh, you. You can do that through Amazon if you have Amazon Prime. You get the ability to subscribe for free to one channel a month, and it donates to the channel and doesn't cost you anything. That's pretty cool. If you have Amazon Prime, that's a way to help the show. Um, or, or you could use the advertisers that are on the station at WCBT. Or you could also uh, just listen. And enjoy yep. yourself and sit back and know that we're all in this together and not worry about any of that and say, hey, one day I'll just go see you live and you'll contribute that way or something. That's totally cool. But in the time, you know, for the time being, we are locked in. We're getting through this together. And the important thing is, is that I want to. I want everybody and this is part of the conversation we just had and we got two more callers. And I want to take them before the show ends, but I want to remind everybody. When you see a video, a viral video or something online that makes you feel outraged and, and upset or you think, oh, my God, this is a gotcha or, oh, my God, this is terrible or how could this happen in our country and all those kind of things. I want to remind you to put a little hitch in your step before you hit retweet. And I want you to if it, do a little investigation. Do a little more than the president did when he retweeted a woman who thought the demon semen was, you know, would is the cause of fibromyalgia or endometriosis or whatever. Do a little if you want to hold him to that standard, hold that standard to yourself as well. And a lot of these viral videos that we're seeing online pick up in the middle of a situation between cops and protesters and other stuff without any context of what happened before. Unless you're seeing the two minutes before you're being shown something for a reason as a director i know it is your head disappeared johnny i away. saw that yeah i just lean um, back a little what happened yeah um all right i i know that as a director i know i'm putting your eyes where i want them to go not where you want them to go that's what directing is 
and editing a clip and releasing it that way is to draw your attention to something. Now, sometimes that's for good. Sometimes it isn't. And the knee-jerk reaction doesn't allow you the time to decide which one it is. So, and the worst thing is, is you retweet something that turns out to be false later on or incendiary or just reaffirms what you believe is your political side. And then the other side knows it was fake. They put it out there and you just retweeted it. And suddenly you took the bait and they can go, these guys will believe anything. And as we get closer to the election, there's going to be more and more of that. Last time in 2016, Republicans ran multiple Facebook groups that posed as Black Lives Matter, that posed as women's groups, that posed as Muslim groups, and and initially seemed to support all of those very causes. And then over time dovetailed towards um, supporting Trump or vilifying the very people that they were they were believed to support. It is a strategy. It is functional. It works. Don't play a part in it. And if something does come through your feed that it horrifies you and needs attention and needs um, something going forward, here's what I would suggest. Don't just hit retweet. Say your piece. Say your piece about why that needs to be addressed. Not just that it should be addressed, but what, and then maybe even a solution if you have one. Perhaps we should have this to, so that this doesn't happen. That, that helps immensely. And it undercuts later on if the, if the clip turns out to be fake or manipulated. You can go, I still stand by my principled response to seeing something like that. And when it does go on, it shouldn't go on. And my solution for getting rid of it actually would function. You're, you're in a much more defensible position. So, okay, sorry, we got a couple minutes. So uh, let's uh, grab our last two callers real quick. Um, who do we have, Devin? Next, we got Karen from the Bay Area. Excellent. Karen from the Bay Area. Sit up by oh. the Bay Hi. Hey. Yeah, hi, Hal. Uh, first of all, uh, have you ever found out if uh, Doris Davenport is related to Donald? No, no relation. Yeah. Um, although uh, she she absolutely could be by marriage. Um, oh. You know, she she could be the real life Tasha for all we know. For all you know. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I just well, like her dog. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. To get to my point, uh, today, of course, the rent is due for millions of renters. Now, uh, my family yeah. has been both a landlord and tenant. So I've seen both sides of the issue. And mm-hmm. as the uh, and just working for my parents as landlords, I had to deal with a lot, a lot of tenants who, you know, couldn't pay the rent every month because of income. So what they did was uh, apply for something called a Section 8 voucher from the, uh, you know, House Department of uh, Housing, and that's what how right. they were able to pay the rent for us. And I think what the government should do is uh, instead of having this uh, temporary rent freeze and, uh. You know, and uh, that is continuing every few months that uh, everybody who can't afford to pay the rent during this crisis gets uh, Section 8 uh, vouchers Mm -hmm. to tie them over until this whole situation is over. Yeah, we do have a place. We we do absolutely have a system in place in the Section 8 voucher world to handle just this, uh, you know, in a more targeted sense. There may be a bunch of people where, you know, they can you know, petition to need that if they've lost their job, or you can automatically, if they, you know, establish that as a Section 8 voucher, that keeps the the people who have to pay right. the mortgage on the building from losing their property. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, I've done that, and to pay for stuff like uh, like uh, plumbing when the uh, toilet, toilets, uh, you know, explode on Thanksgiving. Like these mm-hmm. dead ones. 
Okay, thanks. Bye. Absolutely. No, I appreciate it, Karen. Thanks so much. Thanks for calling. Um, let's grab, we got a couple minutes left, so let's grab our last caller. Uh, who do we have? Carl in Nashville. Oh, Carl in Nashville. What's up, man? I would have totally... Listen. Hey, I would have knocked off no, my filibuster no, if I knew you were there. Oh, all man, right. you're fine. What, what, what you were saying was important. I know we only got like a minute left, so I'm going to hit it real hard. You know, uh, yeah. what you were saying were absolutely correct, and there's a lot of people that's not aware of this. Before before Art Bell uh, left the show and George Norrie took over, when George took mm-hmm. over 17 years ago, it got a lot political. It got a, it just got yes. really, really political. And uh, Alex Jones is one of his closest friends, so Alex is always mm-hmm. on the show. And for people that is not aware of, of Coast to Coast with Art Bell, uh, it was basically dealing with a lot of paranormal things, alien things like that. And then when George Norrie took over, he got really political, really right-wing political. And so that right. gave Alex Jones a, a platform to spread that, you know, the crap that he spread out. So if, if you, you really have to know your history of things to know where things like yeah. that come from. And, 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 that, and know, that, that and right the funding. there, that realm is the start of Alex Jones. That's absolutely right. Thanks for calling in, by the way, uh, Carl. Um, call in earlier next time, like in the first hour, because I'd love to chat with Man. you and catch up how things are in Nashville and both with you, with you as well. So if you feel like it, I'd love to have you join us. So, yeah. All right. We got to sign off. It's the House Watch Radio program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. We're here every Saturday, 9 to 11 Pacific, 11 to 1 Central, noon to 2 if you're on the East Coast. And if you're across the world because we're Mega Worldwide, I have no idea. Add eight hours or whatever you do to figure out where we are. And if you are across the globe, thank you for joining us and understanding that um, we understand crazy is everywhere and that we're all in this together. And if we all work really hard, we'll salvage democracy from the autocrats and the psychopaths that want to capsize it because they know they can't survive in it. Um, By the way, the rest of us will all be back here enjoying complexity and diversity and not having a problem with it while still being able to be our individual self. It's not... It's not hard. Thank you, Johnny Million. You're awesome. No, Thank you, you. Kevin. Um, and uh, thanks for, and uh, we got a super chat from Ginger for your uh, Bob's Burgers background, too. She was very appreciative of that. We'll see you guys next week, and I will see you guys streaming um, later on. Cheers. Thanks so much. Thanks, Devin. Bye bye. <laughs>